Welcome back, literary slummers, to finally a new episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we are reading books outside of our comfort zones. I'm Anna. And I'm M. Back. Back with a brand from new vacation slash break. Yes. Yeah. Um, with the brand new attitude, you still gotta read them all. Pokemon. What? To be the no. best that you can be. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know that one as fake well. Fake fan. No, I'm just kidding. I am a fake fan. I only played uh, red, blue, wow. yellow, yeah. gold, and silver. Yeah. I never went past that. I never went past mm. second gen. Anyway, okay. I'm M, and we're here with a new unit. <laughs> yeah. And it is not about Pokemon. It's it is not. about women in the city. Yeah. Having it all, question mark, in the 2000s. Yeah, hashtag girl bosses before hashtagging was a thing, right? Yes. Um, so this is a unit presented uh, in part through sponsorship with Anna. Um, mm-hmm. Anna, what's For the deal? For 10 cents a day, you two can <laughs> sponsor a unit. Um, I... This genre, unfortunately for me in high school, was kind of my bread and butter. Interesting. I loved me a good, quote unquote, powerful women uh, doing boss things in New York City, dating men, wearing neat clothes. I mean, like, Sex in the City was the show, right, mm. of, this, of that time period. And I remember bonding with you over Sex in the City. Yes, the first time we went to on. Ocean Isle together, yes. they had a marathon of Sex in the City, and we watched that in our room at the, the beach. The first time we went to Ocean Isle together, in which we roomed together because you weren't allowed to room with your boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> gotta respect the family wishes. Um, but yeah, it... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it was about this that appealed to me because everything about me as a person now is like, ew. Ew. Right? Reading this, rereading <laughs> this was not a great experience for me mm. personally. Uh, how mm. did you feel about it? As the, you've reread this as well, right? Yes. And okay. I, I don't think I said we are the first book in this unit is yes. The Devil Wears Prada by oh. Lauren Weisberger. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. I have I have read this in the past. I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I read Obviously, this in the, the movie. Obviously, movie's so better. Movie's Absolutely. better. Yes, uh. yes, yes. It is. <laughs> few um, few bo- movies to books you could say that about. Uh, I or, feel, I'm sorry, books to movies. I feel like I'm coming at this at kind of the opposite angle because I remember not liking this book when I read it the mm. first time, and you loved it today. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Certainly, you sure? There's so certainly, much in this book to uh, think about. Certainly, I'm not saying that. Five star read, probably not. This probably one, probably not. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. I like. I did like Sex in the City, mm-hmm. I, and for me, I think that was kind of like I've got a laptop for the first time and can stream things illegally and so I'm gonna watch all the shows that we don't have in my household as an Mm -hmm. 18 year old I think that was sort of really the appeal for Sex in the City for me yeah it was like (laughs) it was like one of the first HBO like yeah this is a show that I'm not supposed to be watching. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and this didn't sex. This didn't have that appeal, right? This was just yeah, very. I I think for the person I was when I read this, which was probably like eighteen, nineteen ish, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. around that time. That's, yeah, um, probably the same, similar age for me. I 
we all know as a, a young lass and even sometimes now, I really need that romance to be hidden. And I yes. think this genre of book is a very specific thing where it's not about the romance, right? right. And I was not prepared for that. So mm -hmm. I'll be interested mm -hmm. to see kind of how the rest of this unit goes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But this one in particular, I did not like when I read it. And I didn't like it now for very different reasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's just say the early 2000s were a very different time. Uh, re uh, Anything. It is, it Identity is politics is a term I mm -hmm. don't really want to use, mm -hmm. but that is the one to use, I think. like <laughs> It is wild to me because I did google before i texted you uh -huh. my initial response um mm -hmm. i was like surely this has been written about right like this is mm -hmm. a big name book it was made into a movie that people mm -hmm. still reference a lot like i would say arguably probably at this point the movie has a bigger cultural impact than the book yeah which i would support with the evidence that there is a musical adaptation of uh, this story, but it is specifically specifically the movie. Oh, I didn't know that. that. Is, yeah, I don't think it's been on Broadway or anything. I think it was oh. like Chicago was where it was launching. Mm -hmm. It was like just last so year maybe or something. Someday. Yeah, maybe someday. Um, but where was I? Uh, you were talking about how no one has written about this book. Yes. So mm -hmm. even though like the problems, the problems, there's a, a lot of P. them. Mm -hmm. Yeah in this book I don't think are repeated as much in the movie I've th I there's oh yeah one absolutely or two not. yeah mm -hmm. that I would say yeah probably still you know the, 2000s, the movie whatever. has aged much more gracefully for a movie of the mid early 2000s right? yes yeah. um so maybe that's why but also at the same time I'm like this seems like just ripe for a for a medium article you know like you would think I have I do have uh, a theory about this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because um lauren weisberger this book blew up right because it is based on her actual lived experience as a personal assistant to anna wintour yes and uh so basically this could be read as a true story situation um but her so she got um i was reading about this on wikipedia she was given a like million dollar advance for her next book and it absolutely tanked uh, mm. And it was basically from I read it. It was a rehashing of The Devil Wears Prada, but in the publishing industry, like hit every single thing, like the unsupportive boyfriend, the person who's successful in the field being an alternate romantic option, the overworked main character, nasty boss is the exact same thing, just different industry. Mm -hmm. Tank didn't do well at all. She wrote a third follow up book. Um, oh, I forget what it's called. Something like Harry wine harry winkle and like the the jeweler that's in the title of the book i can't remember it's like about her getting an engagement ring made by that jeweler specifically um and it was actually named one of the worst books the year that it was written i think people i've just she kind of like her career just flopped after this book and oh, so they're so like everyone we like, don't even, even know that this is a book i think the source material has just really been buried and no one even knows it is a book mm. Let's see. She wrote Revenge Wears Prada. Yes. That came out like which, many. She's written two sequels to this book. The Devil One Returns. about Emily Blunt. Uh, yes. <laughs> Emily Blunt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's weird, isn't it? How I was just thinking this. Okay. Uh -huh. So we'll get into this book in a second, but I just need to comment on this very important fact. Yes. That 
the three main girls in the movie, not in the book, because in the book there's a different, like, tertiary girl character who basically doesn't exist in the movie. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But we've got... Uh, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, who plays... Andy Sachs. Andy. Mm-hmm. We've got Miranda, played by Meryl, Meryl. Street, mm-hmm. and M, played by Emily Blunt. Like, mm-hmm. did they do that on purpose, where their names are almost their names? <laughs> I never noticed That's so that for weird. the other two, now that you mention that. Oh, my gosh. It's so weird, right? That is really weird. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine any other person besides Meryl Streep playing No, Miranda absolutely Priestley. not. Or Emily Blunt. Or, or Emily Anne Blunt Hathaway. as Emily. Perfectly yes, casted. Perfectly casted. Even down to, like, Stanley Tucci and mm-hmm, what's-his-name, mm-hmm. Jesse Bradshaw. Is that his name that plays Could the be. boyfriend? I don't remember. But... Um, it's it, it is such a good movie, still such a comfort movie, despite mm-hmm. coming out in like what two thousand and five, uh, which we all know is kind of treacherous territory for popular culture. It's also just like the ending is so much more I, of a ending than this yes. book. Like I forgot how this book ended. Like I remember I how the like movie the ended. ending of the book. The ending of the book is terrible. Yeah, it's because so it just bad. pits woman, a woman against another woman. Like hey, women suck. Yeah. And like. Yeah, is Miranda hard to work with? Absolutely. But I liked at the end of the movie where Miranda is like, you would be an idiot not to hire her. Yes. 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 Like, mm-hmm. that's that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, the thesis of both the book and the movie, I feel like, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. like, the thing that is scary is not actually the this woman in power who's making your life miserable right it's right. like do you want to become this woman or not yes. right yeah and both and i also kind of dislike this that that's mm-hmm. kind of i i feel like that's kind of a shitty message in general to be like power is scary with women it will corrupt them sort yes. of thing. But make them unlovable in the in the book it's essentially like yeah, she is so terrible and you don't want to become her, right? Mm-hmm. And you must reject everything she stands for, right. right? And I feel like the movie is a lot more like you you can build on what she is and become you can do it different. You yeah. can do it different and like and I feel like there's that that I don't remember if this is in the movie or not, but like mm-hmm. it bothered me with this book because we're told that Miranda is like child of immigrants, really hard upbringing sort of Mm -hmm, thing. mm -hmm. And it almost has this like generational trauma sort of vibe to it, right? Mm -hmm. Of like, she is treating this woman this way because that is how she was treated in the industry Mm -hmm. in order to rise up and whatever. And it's like, but then they're like, no, just kidding. Don't have any sympathy for her. She's actually just evil. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Also, I think we can all agree. Andrea sucks. Absolutely. In this, book. this book, I have no sympathy for She's Andy. terrible. Book Andy is awful. And I almost awful. thought for a minute that, like, that was the thing, right? That, like, yeah. she, like, it's going to be, she eventually wears Prada, right? But mm-hmm. she really doesn't in the book. No. She she rejects that. Yes. So it's she's not I was like, "Oh, she's the devil. She's the devil this whole time. We're supposed mm-hmm. to think it's Meryl Streep, but it's really It's really her. Andy Sachs, yeah. And it's but then it's like, "No, cuz none of the stuff that I was like she sucks mm-hmm. for ever got dealt with." Exactly. They, <laughs> ever. they they treated it as as if those were good traits to right. have. Right. Awful. So like the end of this book is literally 
it's again, it's that brand of feminism that we had in that time period that was like, you must reject girly things because Mm -hmm. real women don't need to rely on fake makeup and fashion and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Uh, which there's a lot to to say about that in terms of like, but the book was like, this is correct. This is correct. (laughs) Yes. Actually, no, reject all girly things. They suck. And people who you're a sellout for wearing a skirt. Yeah. I'm like, this is, this is bad and boring and, Mm-hmm. The only like interesting bit about it is kind of like, oh, it's an insider take on the fashion industry, but it's really not because she rejects it so hard. Exactly. She's like, I hate this so much. Mm-hmm. And so any enjoyment you might have gotten out of seeing like the ins and outs is just mm-hmm. absolutely undermined by this pissant just fucking whining about it every the second. The entire t- Yes. I worked with somebody like this at a period of time when it was a customer service related position. And this person who had a very similar like educational background to me, like recent college grad, our degrees were in things that weren't related to the field that we were currently in. But instead of like, he was like, this job is beneath me, so I'm going to be bad at it as opposed mm-hmm. to like, this job is beneath me, so I'm going to do it really well to show that like I can be capable of more. And that just always really rubbed me the wrong way because I am an only daughter of immigrants. <laughs> Also, just like no job is beneath anyone. You exactly. Know? Like, Everyone, there's like, a, I don't know. People have worth outside of what they do for a living. Right. Job is just a way to make money gang. and live. Yes. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Anyway. 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 You all know us. We're here. We're here. We haven't ranted about this shit uh, on on uh, on the record for a while. So sorry. You're getting it all. You're We've getting had it to all. rant to our loved ones. Instead, yeah. And they're sick of and it. And they're like, yeah, we know. uh all right so would you recommend this book at this point to anyone no no i really wouldn't i would recommend the movie movie. just watch the movie Mm -hmm. absolutely it is it's done better more uh more nuanced in a way that you're like wow who really is the villain here it's it's capitalism in the movie in this in this book it is uh both miranda and and andrea yeah andrea um, and I think technically the author, because, you know, this is yeah, this is a, a kind this of a memoir. There's like a fancy yeah. French term for the kind of book that this is, where it's like fictional, but not. Yeah, I think. I don't yeah, remember yeah. what it's called, though. But I, I also don't remember what it's called, but I remember having to read them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so sorry, Lauren. Um, <laughs> you were 23. Like, I get it. OK, you were 23. We've all said and done stupid shit at that age. Yeah. It's fine. That was kind of the only thing that I was like. She's yeah, 23. she's 23. She's 23. She's 23. She came from a background where she was able to do the two or three months traveling abroad post-college. Like, yep. okay. Okay. Yep. This is making sense. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but okay. This book, not great. What else have you read that is great? Okay. Well, I've got a few. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to. Just list them off. Number one, I haven't finished this one or even really gotten super far into it but while i was looking for the devil wears prada on my various hoopla libby whatevers uh-huh. um i searched devil wears prada and the only thing that came up on hoopla was this book that i can't believe i missed when it came out last year called the devil wears tartan which is <laughs> a Stop. Is Listen. It a scottish romance oh yeah hold on <laughs> hold on to your horses it is a romance between two women who were like uh 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 uh, scottish scottish dancers like they were they did like competition hell yeah um and are like from rival uh uh dance schools 
Um, okay, love it already. And so they like they went to college so and then they came back and whatever. Sports romance adjacent. Yes, rivals, like sports yes. romance, enemies to lovers, yes. lesbians. I yes. love it. I'm so obsessed yes. with this idea. I just started listening to it, and so far I'm like, yes, perfect. Thank you so Amazing. much. This is what I needed. This is what I wanted. The Devil Wears Prada to be. Um, the Devil Wears Tartan. The Devil Wears Tartan. Yes. Amazing. By um, hold on, let me get the author name real quick. Give her credit. Bay. Uh, Katja Rose is okay. the name of the author. So that's what I'm listening to right now. I also went through a little bit unintentionally, a little bit of a fairy kick because yeah. uh, two books that I had on hold came up at the same time. Hell yeah. Um, and I think one of them you suggested on the podcast maybe or maybe to me in person. Mm. Um, Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairy. I think in person, yeah. Did you like yes. it? It was so good. I haven't it finished was it so yet. Good. I was really enjoying it and I was like, I must own this book. And so I bought it and then didn't finish it yet. <laughs> oh, it's great. I love it. Audiobook version is excellent. I Ooh, love. Okay, good to know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one that I read, and that's by Heather Fawcett, and then the mm-hmm. other one I read was The Fairy Bargains of Prospect Hill by Rowena Miller. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should say Emily Wilde's uh, Encyclopedia of Fairies is like woman who world in which fairies are understood to be a real phenomenon. Woman who studies mm-hmm. fairies goes to study fairies in this like northern country, gets mm-hmm. caught up in fairy shenanigans. Also, there's a love interest, and it's great, mm-hmm. and it was super fun. Um, I was gonna ask you that you can cut this from the episode, but just yeah. like while I'm thinking of it, what did you think? Like, is the autism representation? Is that like? Do you did you feel like that was representative, or was that just people saying that for buzzwords? Um, I definitely like I hadn't heard necess- unless you told me and I forgot. Mm. But um, I didn't know going into it necessarily that it was like known for autism rep or anything. Okay. And mm-hmm. by the end of it, I was like, oh, this character's autistic. Okay. Um. Okay. So you know, if I gave it another go through and maybe like was paying more attention to that, but I definitely mm-hmm. feel like the the uh strong it, it's, coding yeah it's yeah. a fantasy piece and a historic because it's like historical fantasy mm-hmm. where sort fairies of are actually real yeah. where fairies are real but it is like victorian times essentially mm-hmm. um so i don't know if it's a little bit of a cop-out to not actually have her say outright the word autism but mm-hmm. uh she definitely came across that way to me okay as a person Good who is know. you know in that community um the other one, The Fairy, Par- Fairy Bargains of Prospect Hill by Rowena Miller, um, is about a little bit more slow and a little bit like less light and fluffy, sort of. Mm-hmm. But it's another historical fantasy, but it's set in like the um, uh, like southern U.S. sort of mm-hmm. vibe, um, where there's this community that is aware of the existence of fairies and makes bargains with the fairies and like has done this for years and years and years um and this one family like is has gotten their farm through a bargain with the fairies and such and it's the two sisters and one of them is like set to stay on the farm but the farm is starting to fail and she's like kind of desperate to figure out like how to save the farm and the other one is like i'm gonna go off to the big city with my new husband and new husband turns out to be a shithead um and it's very like it takes a while to get to what the plot actually is Mm -hmm. but it's very like character driven slow slow burn plot wise you know okay Um, but it was good i liked it i thought it was uh Mm -hmm. kind of a because i've read a lot of like that sort of historical fantasy yeah i like when they're just like there just is magic and yeah uh, yeah that's just part of history i like when it's that vibe and not like ooh, face scary i don't know 
Yeah, but I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of like fairy specifically usually is. I have frozen. You know, European, and mm-hmm. uh, it was interesting to have kind of more of a like poor South sort of take on that. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And not, I thought like, that was really cool. Regency, like yeah, yeah. We're all rich, was, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, farming community, sort of. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, that's um, how about you? What have you been reading? I read, don't laugh, the title is funny, uh, Not okay. All Himbos Wear Capes by C. Rochelle. Why did I laugh at that? You already told me about this book. I already told it's you about this It's okay, on my Kindle. It's on my Kindle. Okay, listeners, don't laugh. Tell uh, our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I basically uh, borrowed this book from Kindle Unlimited thinking it would be a fun read to kind of uh, – to kind of roast with some friends, you know, like, teehee, this is going to be, like, entertaining because it's going to be funny situation. Uh, but then it just ended up being genuinely entertaining for me, uh, which, you know, there's no there's no downsides, I guess, to this situation. Uh, it is a superhero, supervillain romance, uh, a little bit of identity porn if you are in the uh, any sort of fandom that has to do with superheroes. But basically, two people meet on an online dating app and they don't know that they are each other's nemeses. Um, and it is extremely horny right off the bat. Let me just give you that trigger warning. If you are not into uh, like Dom and sub stuff, um, if you are not into like literally almost no, no, uh, teasing or foreplay or anything before you get right into the smut (laughs) just just be (laughs) forewarned um but it was very good ended up having like a plot that I really enjoyed um and I I love the two uh main characters so would recommend um and then I also am currently reading the newest Martha Wells book Martha Wells if longtime listeners know we read uh Murderbot for the podcast Uh, she recently came out with a new book called Witch King, uh, which I'm in the middle of is one of those books where I like got five pages into it and I was like, this is going to be a favorite book for me. Uh, (laughs) so hopefully it ends well. Um, but it is essentially, uh, the story of a, uh, an entity known as the Witch King. He is a uh, demon who can possess bodies and he can kind of win his, current body dies he can just like body hop or whatever so he is in a sense immortal uh and he wakes up in a tomb uh with someone trying to like cast some sort of magical coercion over him and he quickly deals with that but then the story becomes a mystery of like how was who like how did he end up in a situation where he was vulnerable that way he doesn't have memories of what happened leading up to him becoming trapped in this place and so he and his friends are just trying to backtrack and figure out what the fuck happened and it is very good I really am enjoying the conceit of it and I think it's very unique and of course Martha Welsh just has such a fun uh writing style I think um it's not as like person person no it's not as um it's not as unique as Murderbot is, I would say, but it is still a very fun uh, fantasy time. So, love Martha Wells. I do too. I really want to go back and finish the Murderbot books I, I haven't right? read yet. I think I read up to like three or four, but I don't remember. There's so At many of them. Some point, someone who listens to this podcast needs to just make a running list of all of the books that we say, oh, I want to read the next book yes. in this series. Someone challenge us to a sequel unit, please. And just, just send that to us so yeah. I know. Because I've said it many times, but I can't remember which mm-hmm. all I've said. This one, the only one I can think of other than Murder by off the top of my head is we said potentially maybe Shady Hollow. Oh, the Veronica mm. Speedwell. Yeah. Also, though, I'm thinking also of 
books I've recommended and been like, oh, I can't wait yeah, for yeah, the yeah, next yeah. one, and then have fully forgotten about. Absolutely. Someone, someone, cor- someone make this. a wiki for us yeah, first please, of all. Please add it to our secret <laughs> wiki. Uh huh. And then you can make like a fun like you know lifetime reading challenge of like mm-hmm. not like Reese's book club, but like Anna and M's book club of books. Yeah. Like Rory Gilmore challenge, right? Where books we've just been reading and you can read along with us. Mm-hmm. How fun. How fun. How fun for you guys. How fun and nar- not narcissistic. Of not us. at all. You know, because they oh. would be presenting it to us. Not like, yeah. it's not like we force people to do it. Yeah. Right. No, we're not telling them to do it either. No, no, no. It would no. be really cool and we would probably be eternally grateful if you did. But like, no. Don't feel like oh, you have to. Sillies. Don't be, don't be silly. <laughs> Speaking of being coerced to do coerced stuff into doing yeah. things yeah. absolutely smooth let's segue talk about, let's talk about the devil wears prada let's talk about the devil wears prada uh raise your hand if you've seen the movie um that's the book almost except um, for the end except for the end and except for a little bit of like the friendship situations things that happen there um there's not like a ton to talk about plot wise but we'll hit the major points there is a girl. This book is almost 400 pages long, I might add. Uh, it is 90% descriptions of clothes <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, like, stress. Um, we What's have our favorite things? Our two favorite things. We have our main character, Andy, who is a recent college grad. Uh, she has a long-term boyfriend named Alex, who she has been dating almost for the entirety of their college careers. Um, and th- she wants to be a writer. She wants to write for The New Yorker. It's her dream. And um, so after after taking her little trip, backpacking trip through Europe and Asia, she comes home and she just starts applying to magazines willy nilly because she knows like you got to have some experience before you get the dream job. Right. I do want to note about the backpacking. Yes. Again, this is like how we're introduced to this girl. Oh, my God. Well, really, this writer. I don't think this is Andrea's fault. I think this is Lauren Weisberg's fault. (laughs) Andrea Um, took the pen from Lauren's hand and said, write me this way. (laughs) Just the idea that she is this girl who is Uh backpacking through all of these exotic places and mm-hmm. then she gets mm-hmm. so sick in she india. in india she gets dysentery in india oh my gosh guys and i'm just like oh so she's that girl mm-hmm. and then and she's, she's like get me out of this hellscape and she's bad <laughs> yeah and like not saying that getting yeah. sick is bad but just i don't know the post-college the way she talked about it all yeah was like very um we lived off ten dollars a day like kings and like yada 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 yeah very like uh you have a certain level of privilege Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you are very unaware of it i guess (laughs) like yeah she even has like a whiny moment later in the book where she's like mommy and daddy shut off my credit card because i'm an adult now like yeah you're 23 yeah bitch yeah yeah bitch you are yeah (laughs) uh so Yes, I'm going to give Lauren the benefit of the doubt and I'm going to be like, this was a choice she made so that the character wasn't exactly like her. Like Lauren's probably a really nice, wonderful woman. And Mm. she was like, I got to make Andy really annoying so people don't think it's me because I'm not annoying at all. But see, I think if that was the case, then she would (laughs) have... Something like, would have happened to Andy to make her turn around. Andy's yeah. annoyingness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Again, it seems like <laughs> trying, the I'm book, the book is uh, very on board with most of Andy's most obnoxious traits. Absolutely. 
she is a very selfish uh, upper middle class white girl coming from Connecticut to the big city for the first time. I mean, we can dance around it. She's racist. Yeah. She's racist as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, she... Just some some highlights from uh, Trigger Warning. Trigger Warning Racism. Um, She at one point moves in with two Indian girls who she says she cannot tell apart. They're not related. She just can't tell them apart. Mm -hmm. Um, So she just never bothers to learn their names. And that although she likes living with them because they're quiet and leave her alone, Mm -hmm. that the whole apartment smells like curry. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so you can get fucked for real. absolutely. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to think of some of the other highlights. That was like the one that I was really like, damn girl. Mm -hmm. Um, She gets really upset uh, with one of her best friend's choices of like who, who she brought home for the evening. And she's like, keeps referring to him as a thug which we all know is not mm, mm. not not the greatest look yeah mm-hmm. um she the, and this is more the narration rather than andy but it is an andy first person right so it's mm-hmm. like it is andy but like um she gets incredibly frustrated when she first is trying to get to this new job and mm-hmm. she has moved to New York City, and she's trying to get directions. Oh, my God, yes. But nobody <sighs> speaks, no speaks English. English. And I'm like, number one, that's the not true. immigrants are taking our jobs. Because she, she, like, she goes to a, a, a bodega or something, I think, uh-huh. first. And the guy is just like, just answers as if she's asking Skim for coffee. Skim whole milk. Right. And it's like... I'm sorry. Even if he's not a native English speaker, are you telling me that he wouldn't realize that she's not talking about coffee if that is all he knows of? You know, mm-hmm. like that's that's stupid. And then she it goes on to say, like, she asked, like, this person, that person, the other person, like it lists like eight different people, I think. And she's like, but none of them spoke any English. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so that's incredibly unlikely number one there was one point where she's like traveling the subway system and she doesn't know where to go and she and the book literally says it was a miracle the woman working the booth was a native english speaker okay just gross very gross i don't understand and i mean it it, you could make the you know because i gotta play devil's advocate here um (laughs) you could make the argument that she just hates all languages equally because she has a thing about french too yeah she makes fun of french accents and also southern accents and also gets really in annoyed southern united states not gets really yeah. annoyed that like when there are french speakers who can't speak to her in english i'm like you're in fucking france you're like, in shut france the fuck up. girl um, she's very american she's, yes and it's just it's there's that but i'm also like eh, maybe maybe she just hates all languages except English and isn't specifically racist but taken in conjunction with the kind of other comments and things and the way that every single like it felt very um I know this is a reference that I think you made recently during a Mm. TTRPG session Mm -hmm. um 30 Rock Kenneth walking through the streets and seeing puppets yes (laughs) it felt like that every time that she like was interacting with the people of Manhattan where it's like Everyone here is not a real person to her, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, They're mm-hmm. just, like, colorful characters in her story. And I'm like, you suck. You do suck. <laughs> You're, she gets so annoyed with people for no reason. 
even before she gets into the Miranda of it all, where Miranda starts telling her to do this, do that, and she's mm-hmm. in a rush all the time. It's she's like, already Miranda, just on a smaller al- scale. She, yes. Imagine if this woman was wealthy. She's Miranda without any of the talent, power, or authority. Exactly. Is essentially what it is. So, yeah, she does remind me of a younger Miranda Priestley. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late, girl. Ugh. Uh, I also I thought it was weird how much she despised anyone who came from the southern United States right like she absolutely hates her sister's husband Mm -hmm. because he has a southern accent like he talks like he's from Texas do you know what part of Texas he's from where she thinks he is a quote-unquote redneck hick Houston one of the largest cities in the country and one of the most like diverse I don't what (laughs) That's probably what it was. That's yeah, it was that. It was yeah, he probably had, you know, black and brown friends. Like she was like, "Ew," because this woman is trash. Well, and then there's also the scene where um she has to throw the party for Miranda's husband's brother, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. Brother-in-law. Uh-huh. Her brother-in-law. Anyway. Yeah, Miranda's and brother-in-law. They are all southern as well. But they're like wealthy southern. Right, but they're wealthy southern, but then she says something about like how I'm trying to remember the exact phrase and I can't look it up because I did the audiobook. Mm-hmm. It's like um she says that it's less like actual wealth and more like like I don't think it's Beverly Hillbillies but it's something like that mm-hmm. where it's mm-hmm. she's like oh they're dressed up in these suits that don't really fit and this and that and the other thing like really weirdly classist shit from it like bizarre someone who is lower class than them technically mm-hmm. i don't know it's so weird like she hates new money i think is part mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. which i think kind of tracks with sort of the connecticut vibe of yeah it all, her right? dad was like her dad is a psychologist her mom i assume doesn't work because it's never mentioned yeah uh the dad had retired at the age of like 50 something like very yeah. young for his career um yeah, it, it spoke of, like, we've been able to support this lifestyle that we're right. in for a long time. Yes. But it's it's very, um, you know, uh, demure necklaces. It's supposed to be like, funny in this book. Like, it's yeah, supposed it's, to be funny that people from the South apparently don't know how to dress, which is, like, completely ignoring the fact that different regions, even, of the United States have different fashion senses. Yeah. And that there is a very distinct, like preppy there's a very distinct preppy southern style that is very unique to the region like as someone who has recently moved to the to the south like the true like georgia you know like there is definitely a a style that the wealthy georgians have that would not be found in new york city and does like you know it might look out of place but that's the clothes they have it's just very like what do you want, right? What because do you she want? Doesn't, she doesn't like the the sort of elite of New York. She mm-hmm. thinks that they're fake and mean and... Mm-hmm. And perhaps only because they're in fashion. Like, maybe if she had gone into the publishing industry Right. Well, something. I mean, that's kind of yeah. posited by the end of this book, that people in that industry are nicer, which... Yeah. Whatever. Um, and... But so she doesn't like... She doesn't like the New York vibe, the upper class New York, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She doesn't like lower class New York because she hates <laughs> all of them. She hates she the poors. She doesn't really seem to interact much with middle class New York unless you consider she kind of like. She stayed out in the burbs. She, right. That's really yeah. what it is because she, she hates the South. <laughs> She's she not hates, a city girl. 
She hates France. She hates, like, it's like, girl, what do you want? Where do you, you want to be back in Connecticut. Why she are wants you to live in a strip mall it? in Connecticut. Yeah. I'm like, which is fine. Like a lot of people live a lot in of people strip appreciate malls the... in Connecticut. But yeah. And that's fine. It's, just, it's weird that she's like, God, I want to go to New York. And it's like the thing that New York is known for is a lot of different cultures yeah. existing in New York. And she hates all of them. She hates and all of them. And it's like, what about you, Andy, is so good, though? Right. And she Nothing. Has a, she is so... Okay, so can we talk about the little... I know we're we're all over the place with this. You guys, you guys know the plot the of the book. She has a very high demand job in the industry. She doesn't like it, but she's trying to put up with it for a year so she can get a job placement at any other um publication right uh and things go bad for her in her personal life because she is dedicated 24 7 to miranda Priestley, and then she quits her job that's the book okay okay <laughs> let's talk so about what we big, want now <laughs> the, the one of the big divergences between the book and the movie is yes. this character lily right who yes. i guess theoretically might exist in the movie as one of andy's group of friends um who is described as like a hippie child whose parents kind of like abandoned her a little bit and she was raised by grandma sort of mm-hmm. thing um but she's always been really close with Andy and their BFFs. And she is currently like a PhD student and is trying to work through that. Um, and is also a little bit of a wild child, right? And like dates a lot of guys and drinks a lot and does typical college student things. But obviously mm-hmm. Andy is at a different point in her life because she is no longer a college student. She's a busy working woman. Yeah. Um, and this kind of gets into the the what do you what the fuck do you want Andy of it all right because she is so weird about like the plot Lily's plot in this book is that Lily is going through it which the it I guess is alcoholism because she yes. is drinking too much drinking to excess etc and it kind of escalates, escalates. She gets arrested at one point, and oh, Andy wasn't there for her. She has like uh, some weird hookups, and Andy wasn't there for her. And then eventually, she gets in a car accident where she's driving drunk, and Andy wasn't there for her. Right? Yeah, and somehow that's Andy's fault. That and her, somehow that's yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, th- I hate Andy, but this is very silly that everyone's like, oh my god, I can't believe that you're gonna be at your job and not answer our calls while you're at your job i'm like she's at her that's job. in another country yeah so everybody just needs to just chill, chill. um yeah. so just as a brief aside i did look up the cast for yeah part of the movie i said brad jesse bradshaw earlier i definitely meant jesse bradford mm. um as the actor but that's still not the actor that's in devil wears prada it is his doppelganger uh adrian grenier at least okay. I think they look exactly alike. Jesse I don't Bradford know who any of these people Adrian are. Jesse Bradford is the love interest in Bring It On. Oh, Does this okay. help at all? May, like, I, I know who that is. I can't picture a face. Mm, that's I'm fair. face blind. You know. That's fair. Uh, Jesse, I'm sorry, Adrian Grenier. Is the Grenier, is, boyfriend in Devil Wears Prada. Is the obviously. boyfriend in Devil Wears Prada. And also the we- love interest in Drive Me Crazy with Melissa Joan Hart. Do you remember that movie slash book? I don't think I ever saw that one. That's the one where these two fall in love. And then at the end, very, very end of the book, they find out they're going to be step-siblings. Oh, that's not <laughs> an uncommon Because their parents were plot, also though. falling in love. And then the it prob- just ends, though. They're just like, ew, and it ends. Okay. Okay. Well, you know. Uh, and That's... also, Britney Spears' song "Crazy" is written for that movie, or oh. they, it was in that movie soundtrack. So interesting. Melissa Joan Hart was in the music video. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. 
lily of it all yeah it makes no sense that that this is andy's fault that her friend develops alcoholism (laughs) right but the point that i was getting there's this scene where lily gets like arrested right and the way andy reacts is just like so fucking horrified by the situation and she gets arrested like in the most milquetoast fucking way not literally nothing happens to her like yes she's <sighs> she goes she, nothing happens to her this the was infuriating is... to me because she potentially could have killed somebody right oh no i'm not talking about the car oh okay. i'm okay, talking okay, about when she gets arrested uh-huh with a f- uh when she drops trial in oh front of some kids. when she could have been charged with public indecency yes and, yes, that yes, yes 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 um, but like, uh, t- honestly to me, okay, yes, probably not great that there were kids around when she did that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, this is like really n- not that absurd college age shit, right? Like, this isn't that wild. She's being drunk and stupid in public and mooning some people. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Okay. And Andy there was just a like, child, though. <laughs> right. Yes. There absolutely was a child. And that part was bad. That was harmful to the child. <laughs> that was bad for the child. But like uh-huh. it, she wasn't trying to moon the child. No, the child she was just, just the there when just she be there. Yes. brought out her butt and, and front butt. <laughs> yes. Her front butt. Um, but the, the, like, is that stupid behavior? Yes. Is mm-hmm. that also like fairly normal drunk 23 year old behavior? Also, yes, I kind of think. Mm-hmm. Um like not necessarily saying that I was doing it 23 but mm-hmm. and certainly not in a busy street in New York City like right I was depressed at 23 so mm-hmm. you know who knows mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but like Andy's reaction to this of just like this is just ludicrous behavior and I can't mm-hmm. believe this has happened and she is just has gone over the edge with this you know drop and mm-hmm. trowel like I'm like girl I, I don't know have you not heard of a frat party like this is not that this was a frat party but like it's just like this is not that egregious mm-hmm. that you need to be reacting this way especially and then, if she wasn't charged with anything right and then she like spends the night in jail mm-hmm. with another woman and this was another just andy absolutely sucks thing and lily's recounting this to her and lily's like oh yeah like the other girl in the tank with me was chill too she was in for something dumb too and andy is like i I was so worried in her monologue. She's like, I was so worried thinking about Lily with some aggressive lesbian. And I was like, would you fucking chill? Uh, mm, What are you mm. even talking about? Honestly. And that sort of, that sort of behavior of just like her behaving and, and viewing the world in Mm -hmm. such a like black and white way. Mm hmm. Of like, this is the way that I live and it's the proper way to live. And everyone else is stupid for not doing it my way. Mm-hmm, Lily mm-hmm. is too crazy and Emma M is too rigid and I'm doing it the right amount. I'm like, right. No one ever calls her on that. No one ever like that is, <laughs> yeah, that is like presented as correct. Miranda does say like, don't, don't think I haven't noticed how unwilling you are to join the culture of runway or whatever but then it's right. like you remind me when i uh, remind you remind me of me when i was your age does and that also whole line. miranda is the like full villain in this so yes. it's like her saying that is like darth vader being like what i hate that you're a jedi luke you know like it's <laughs> that's presented as the good thing right you remind me of me when i was a youngling <laughs> now come join the dark side yeah. you know like 
Ugh, I don't know. It just, it just, both the the race stuff and the Lily stuff. It was too heavy. Like, there was no way that even in, even at the time the book was written that this was like, an okay normal amount of like yeah like we know that we know that the quote-unquote naughties were a time that people weren't checking their language and weren't like thinking about who they were offending when they said stuff um but like this was this was so much yeah but it's just like everyone she hates everyone every mm-hmm. everybody else except for her is wrong mm-hmm, mm-hmm. including and it's insufferable and um like it's lily lily is and the book eventually supports this, right, by having her crash the car and it being like, oh, she's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, so actually, yes, all of the things that, you know, dating more, like, dating around and... Bringing and, guys home that she doesn't like, know, blah, blah, blah. Those are all symptoms of her being bad, right? Yes. So that supports this idea that Andy is actually the good, good girl who is doing things the right way. She just got caught up with this devil, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, you've got the boyfriend, right, who is described multiple times as a saint mm-hmm. and an Though angel. I have seen zero evidence of that the, in this book. So the <laughs> the way that this dude's job is described i teach for america in new york city and the way he talks about his students i'm like "Mm." the part the Mm -hmm. part where he was like i'm trying to remember it was like there's a little girl in his class who doesn't and she she doesn't yes She doesn't talk, but he brought in a folk musician to sing to the class and she mm. sung along and it turns out she can talk. She, it, she doesn't, uh, English is her first language and there's nothing wrong with her. Like, I'm like, bro, <laughs> the fuck? What are you, this is like, oh truly, God. I think that. Andy and Mm -hmm. the boyfriend do see like the parts of New York that aren't the elite as like a third world country situation. And I'm like, gang, this is, you are the most white savior. Absolutely. Character. He is. Yes. Oh my God. It was awful. But then he's like the, uh, Oh shoot. What is that? Sandra Bullock maybe where she blind side. No, the Freedom Riders? Is that her or was that Hillary Swank? I can't fucking... I you know Hillary what Swank. we're both really good at is remembering what actors were in which movies and television for sure, shows. For sure, that for is sure. like our probably our biggest strength, I would say. We're really uh, showcasing that talent today. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> which I think maybe it was Hillary Swank. Was it like Freedom Riders I, or whatever? I think it was, yes. It's just like that. And also, yeah, Hillary like Duff. Hillary Duff in Lizzie McGuire, Freedom Riders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, just this whole like they needed they need him. They need him in order to even learn how to function as people. Like Like they're like stabbing each other and he's and yeah, talking the- about blowjobs when they're like 6 years old, like I mean, I'm sure there are like very extreme situations where that may be the case, but just also like why can't we talk about the moments that are fun and happy and like I don't know, man. And where you're actually teaching. Where you're actually teaching and not bringing in a folk singer to the <laughs> urban school and suddenly that makes the child better. Like, mm. okay. And then on top of that, you have Andy's <laughs> view of him, which is like, this man is also, in Andy's view of things, like, 
he's doing it right, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he, she also hates him. Mm-hmm, the whole mm-hmm. time she hates him. Even mm-hmm. when she likes him, she hates him. Yes. There's never... She doesn't like anybody else. No, no. Except, I except think... Except her dad and Scrabble. Her dad and Scrabble. And I think the only character that she has any sort of friendship chemistry or romantic chemistry with is M. This yes. book should have been a love Staff story between romance. the two of them. Two workplace rivals. Imagine the hating game by Sally Thorne, but it's the Devil Wears Prada. Exactly. 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 It would have been so much better. <laughs> and then they go to play paintball, and one of them has to nurse the other back to health. <laughs> <sighs> Such a good book. Um, I really love... So, again, we get this storyline of... Andy gets this job where she is basically on call almost 24-7. Like, she does have weekends off technically, but if Miranda needs something, then she and Emily have to work together to, like, you know, sort things out. But um, she has this job where it is for a year. She has been told if you work for Miranda Priestley for one year, you can get a job anywhere else. And she talks about how all of her peers in her age group are working these jobs where like there's this other guy that works in her building that's like a wolf wolf of wall street junior type Mm. and he's like oh i haven't gone home since thursday and it's like monday morning or something like everyone is working these jobs in the concrete jungle of like you have to you know like when you're on the bottom you're basically you know uh you're basically working 24-7 for no, no compensation, right? They all know that there's an end to her tenure at Runway Magazine. And none of them can just, like, fucking deal with Suck it, for, it a up year, for a year. For one fucking year. For a year. And we know. We know Andy's friends are the villain in the movie. We understand. They are the true, the true bad ones in the movie. But at least in the movie, we see her friends, like... We see their disappointment in her and we see like there is that moment where she does kiss that other guy and her friend sees her and is like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you uh, are cheating on Alex or whatever his name is in the movie. Um, So, like, I can kind of understand the little fallout there of like you would cheat on your boyfriend while he's being patient and waiting for you this year. Right. Uh, But that doesn't happen as blatantly in the book. And so, like, Andy has a very demanding work environment where she cannot take personal phone calls. I feel like that's fairly normal for a lot of workplaces. Especially at this time period where not everyone has cell phones. Exactly. Yes. But they do all have email. I don't know why they're not all communicating via email if that's the best. Like Andy says, I can't call, but if you contact me via email, I can answer you right away. So why aren't they just emailing her 24-7? Like, I don't understand. But then also, Alex has a very demanding schedule where he cannot take work calls at all times of the day because of he's a teacher and has to be with the kids, right? So how come when he's unavailable for a call, it's understanding, but when she's unavailable to take a call at a certain time, it's not understandable? And I mean, I guess the argument is that, like, her certain time is, like, 14-hour days. But also, again... It's like you know that, and and yeah. So send her an email with whatever you were going to say. Just send her an email, and it's the only fine. time the only time that the phone call thing really becomes an issue is with Lily. Like where I'm like, I guess I see why you're getting upset about this, but I also think you're wrong. Is when Lily is like trying to call to tell her about the house because they need to like put an offer on it or whatever. Yes, mm-hmm. but it's like she hangs up on her, and then Lily keeps calling back. It's like, bitch, she can't take your call right now. She's getting in trouble at work because you're calling her repeatedly. You yeah. have to stop. You hear her boss yelling at her in the background, and you're still gonna get mad at her. 
Yeah. And then like mm. the boyfriend is like staying over at her place and then, oh, I barely get to see. You. I'm like, yeah, but you're also all like 23 you're and all busy with your first time jobs. Like and also like you guys should break up because you're 23 and like obviously don't like each other that much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then what was the other thing that I was just it kind of back on Andy sucks of mm-hmm. um, again with the when Lily goes to jail. Right. Yes. She goes to jail and she calls, I want to say the boyfriend, right? She calls Alex first. Yeah. Yeah, To be like, hey, can you like bail me out or whatever? And Alex pretty much takes care of it Mm -hmm. and lets uh, Andy know like the next, whenever he can next get a hold of her. Right. Uh So Andy goes in to talk to Lily and she's like, oh my gosh, Lily, are you okay? Were you uh, assaulted by a lesbian? I'm homophobic. Ah." Uh Um, And. Lily is like oh yeah it was totally no big deal don't worry about it like Alex took care of it and then she's like wait why didn't you call me and Lily's like oh yeah I just knew you were busy so like I didn't want to bother you and she's like why didn't you call me though you should have called me it's like you can't have it both ways bitch you You can't be like you can't be like I will answer your call at any hour of the day and also not answer a call I can't answer your call ever right so it's like (laughs) Lily is trying to be a good friend and is like I have other systems of support. I will reach yeah. out to one of them. Yeah, and I will talk with you about this and, and decompress it later. But like, yeah, when you've got time. But yeah. right now, I like I know not to call you while you were. And she's like, well, I wasn't even working. I was just sitting at home. And it's like, how the fuck is she supposed to know that? Exactly. Ugh. Uh, this whole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this bitch is awful. <laughs> she really is. Uh, and then and then in the moments where she does finally. Like when she is finally able to confront her friends about like, I don't feel like you're supporting me and her like thinking she's better than everyone. She immediately is like, no, you're right. I do suck, which is very unfulfilling because you do you want someone. I don't know. You just want people to get yelled at, but it's never the right people getting yelled at. And it's never the right problems getting addressed. Yes. (laughs) Which kind of brings us to the end of this book. Right. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, again, plot, you know, the. She eventually she goes, goes to Fashion Week to Fashion in Paris, Week yeah. because Emily, the other assistant, gets, gets mono, mono, so she can't go. So it's she goes sad. instead, mm-hmm. uh, sacrifices a vacation with the boyfriend, sacrifices time with the parents, whatever. Everyone is disappointed in her, but, like, it's her job. What do you want her to do? Like, and mm-hmm. that's the other thing, right? It's the fucking privilege of it, right? Because, like, if I was in this situation yes. where this is my job and this is what I have to do, yeah. and I was like, this is my job, this is what I have to do, my friends would be like totally got it we'll handle things while you're dealing with it instead of being like i can't believe you're putting up with this because they would understand that i need money to to live right yes the the undertones of all of this is basically like everyone being like you're doing too much you should just quit and i'm like that is not the reality for most people in the world so like fuck this bitch yeah because yeah she can just quit and she does just quit which is the Mm -hmm. end of this book Uh, you remember in the movie that there's like uh the whole plot about like people trying to sabotage miranda and then miranda Mm -hmm. sabotages someone else is sort of like stanley whatever it's very sad yeah stanley tucci Mm -hmm. um and Anne Hathaway realizes, like, this isn't for her. I don't want to be like Miranda if that's how she's going to be. Because we did feel some sympathy for her when she was like, her husband was cheating on her, yada, yada, yes. yada. Which mm-hmm. doesn't happen in the book. Doesn't also. happen. It's, like, just... lightly implied, but, like, not really. Yeah. Um. So she goes to Paris. She's kind of having a good time in Paris. She's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, this is actually not that bad. Yeah. Like, Miranda's taking me to stuff. And then there's kind of the, oh, but... Then she takes her to a thing where she has to give a speech. Miranda's like, I don't want to give a speech. So she just leaves and makes Andy do it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, 
she's supposed to go to this one party, right? She gets a phone call from home that's like, hey, Lily was in a car accident. She's in a coma. Okay, terrible. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to come back? And mm-hmm. she's like, no, probably not. She's in a, like, I, there's, and everyone's kind of like, well, there's nothing really you can do, but like, I mean, you can stay there, sweetie, if you want to, but. Yeah, the, she's the, the your parents best are friend. like, she's probably not going to wake up for 40 to 8 to 72 hours, so. Uh, okay. And her, the parents are definitely more like, well, yeah, just stay there. But then she gets on with Alex, who at this point, they are broken up. Yeah, they're on and a break. Alex is like, she's your best friend. I can't believe you're not coming home immediately. I fully thought Alex and Lily were dating. We're like going to start dating or something. Yeah. I thought that was going to be would like make the sense. end of the book. Yeah. Um, and she's like, well, I can't. It's my job. Blah, 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 blah. I have to be here for the party. So she's decided. I'm also literally in another country. Like it's right. not easy to just hop on home. Right. Like, and I'm also, I can also just leave in a few days. And yeah. Anyway. So she's getting ready to go to the party. Miranda's like, oh, my my kids need new passports because I can't remember if they got lost or she never got them or whatever. She's like, well, they need new passports. They need to be at this party. And Andy is like, it is physically impossible for me to do that. Like, mm-hmm. there is no way for me to do it. It's it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so she tells Miranda to fuck off. And and leaves. everyone hears about it. It's written in the gossip columns. Very yes. good. Mm-hmm. So a few reasons why this is not a satisfactory moment to me mm-hmm. number one it's played like oh the reason that she did this was because she was so broke up about lily and she realized that lily was worth more than this right mm-hmm. except not it's no. just that she realized she can't do this thing and she didn't want to get yelled at for it yeah like, she was tired of taking shit from miranda like she fully would have stayed if the girl's passports had not been expired right. if that didn't happen she would have just been like yeah well I'll go to the party and I'll go back home and then I'll work another few weeks then I'll get my new job and then I'll get my new job at the New Yorker like Miranda right. Priestley just promised me a few pages and, ago which is also very silly of her that she is this upset about it right because this is the other thing with like the Miranda of it all right mm-hmm. everyone's like working for Miranda is so terrible and she yells at everyone and it's awful and I'm like that does sound toxic and awful and whatever yeah. but like if that is your goal is to work there for a year and and, and you know leave She's yelled at you for other stuff. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't... She's like, this is the one thing that I can't do. I'm like, no, you failed at other tasks. There were other tasks that you failed at, and she mm-hmm. yelled at you for. So she's going to yell at you again for sure, and that sucks. But it's weird that this is the breaking point, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It just kind of seems like you... you. I hate to say you're giving up, but it's like you're giving up. Like, it's toxic and you shouldn't be in this environment for sure. Right, but you, but you were so have been close in, to the end, Yeah, girl. you shouldn't have been in this environment at all the whole time, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. I I agree. I <laughs> There was no impactful moment. And then and then Miranda doesn't learn anything from the situation either. Whereas, like, in the, mo- in the movie, we have this moment where Miranda turns to Andy and says, you remind me of me when I was your age. And that's when Anne Hathaway exits the town car, throws her phone in the in the fountain and is relaxed and calm and happy. And Miranda's like, oh, shit, she did that because of me. OK. And like she kind of like you can you can imagine in your mind that Miranda Priestley had a little like coming to Jesus moment about yeah. how shitty she is. And then she writes that letter of recommendation for Andy uh, at the end of the movie. And Andy's able to get another job. And 
both of those aspects are in this too both the you remind me of me thing mm -hmm. but it is but so in this unrelated of other stuff that's happening with the, the coma mm -hmm. and the i can't get the passport whatever so it's like kind of also being presented as like i don't want to be like her but it's like but you were fine with being like her until you got scared of getting yelled at yes so, like, yeah you felt a little bit prideful about it actually yeah 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 so and then there's also the like basically the oh because of this like your year of your almost year of work wasn't a waste right which yes. happens like you said in the movie of like she writes a recommendation letter uh -huh. and in this what happens is she writes a short story that she just whipped up in like two hours and mm -hmm. she sent it out to some people and they were like oh we like it um, 17 magazine 17 magazine yeah. is like we like your your story and she's like oh cool and they're like oh so uh, is this your first time being published and she's like no but i used to work for runway and they're like oh i used to work for runway too uh like what did you do there and she's like oh i was miranda Priestley's assistant she's like oh my gosh were you the one who just got fired and it's in page six and she's like oh my gosh it wasn't that bad i swear i'm not terrible and the but she woman is, is and like, it was the woman is like, <laughs> the woman's like no, it's great that you did that. And that was really cool. And I hate Miranda, too. Yeah. And now you can come and I'll and, be your, your mentor and we'll be friends in hating Miranda. Yeah. And I'm and like, okay. Andy becomes successful because there's this secret network of people in publishing that also hate that Miranda. That also crazy. hate Miranda. And the end of the book is she is going to get a job with a magazine owned by the same company that owns uh, Runway. And she'll be working in the same building again as Miranda Priestley. So it's like, we learn nothing. <laughs> we learn nothing. No one changed. No, no one grew. No one grew at all. Uh, everyone felt self uh, felt justified in the way that they treated others and thought about others. I also, I think at the end of this book, Alex and Andy are still broken up too. Yes. Um, because he, Andy has, uh, she comes home, right? She comes home early from the Paris trip. She arrives on the plane. She is there for Lily when Lily wakes up out of her coma. But Alex is like, I can't believe that you uh, couldn't, come home sooner great she came home like maybe seven like maybe you've 36 changed hours. in this year yes it's she like, was yeah, in dude. another fucking country on another continent entirely bro and she was home within 36 to 48 hours of talking to you about coming home what more do you want granted he doesn't realize that the reason andy came home was because she didn't want to have to find passports for miranda's daughters it looked like she came home early for lily and and andy never disabused him of that notion but like <laughs> what more does Alex want from her? She quit I mean, her job. In my, I think that the best way to understand their relationship is that mm -hmm. it was doomed because they both hated each other. Yes, absolutely. And that Alex realized that because he does kind of see he's like, well, you've changed in this year. You're not mm -hmm. the person I fell in love with. I've and been like, fun hanging with, have had fun hanging with the boys, and I don't need yeah. you anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, great, perfect. Yeah, that makes sense. Cut him loose. Cut her loose. Yeah. You guys don't belong together anyway. Yeah. You hate each other. So uh -huh. cool. Great. But I also didn't care about this relationship at all at any point in the there book. Was, so this yeah. isn't impactful in any it way. It was not compelling at all. Ugh. We didn't. We never were rooting for them. <laughs> Which, like, I kept thinking, like, maybe that's the point. Maybe we're not supposed to be rooting for. But I don't uh -huh. think so. I don't think that I don't think that it's mm -hmm. that deft of a. I think we're supposed to be a little bit bittersweet that they broke up. And I'm like, I'm yeah. not. I don't care about this relationship. I also don't care about her lo other love interest. Yeah. Who's creepy and rapey. But she keeps uh, saying it's flirty yeah. and charming. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, would you mm -hmm. stop? He's not. He's he's just as manipulative as everyone else that you've run into in this book. And like. And again, like she eventually cuts him loose and is like, "Quit." I'll contact me. you if I need you. 
But Which like, was a nice line, I thought, because like, honestly, he was getting out of hand. <laughs> he was. He was. But also, like, he was never, there was never a question of me being like, oh, yeah, she should end up with him, you know? Like in the movie where I'm like, yes, she should have ended up with movie Christian. Yeah. Because he's more attractive and more successful and is doing what Andy wants to be doing with her life. And also there's this this thing in the movie where the boyfriend is the sh- is a chef, right? So it's mm. like two He also sim- has wild hours. Like, exactly. How can he be so mad about this? He's working the same kind of hours. Exactly. He can't and that, be on the phone when he's cooking. That I feel like works better in the movie of being yes. like, oh, these are two people whose like schedules just don't match up. Yeah. And, and they both have like, like similar vibe type of jobs of like you're in an industry and you're trying to make it right versus like mm-hmm. being in Teach for America where it is being presented as like again they literally say he's a saint multiple times mm-hmm. in the book um and it's just yeah are I we also supposed to talk about him? the amount know. of ta- free time a first year teacher in a Teach for America program seems to have that didn't seem realistic at all like <laughs> what <laughs> I mean I feel like most of his free time was on nights and weekends yeah but I don't he's know. only grading once the entire year, so I, mean, I don't know like what he's doing. It's like kindergartners, right? So what yeah. does he have to grade? <laughs> coloring, coloring. Yeah, this is very important. Coloring. Oh God, so this was an infuriating experience from start. It to was finish. no good. It, it was, was no, no good. good. She doesn't like. She doesn't have the cool m- montage where she becomes competent at her job and really good, and is maybe like starting to like it. She never has that moment. She hates it from point A to point B. Never becomes fashionable. Never shows any interest in the industry whatsoever. Is is like uh, resentful of it, and yeah. it it just. I'm just like this is so. I don't want to be with this person for no, 400 pages, roughly. She's like, not fun. The people around her aren't fun. Remove me her from relationships this, please. aren't fun. Her <laughs> thoughts aren't fun. Her- yeah. Yeah. It's Nothing just, about her is fun or good. It's just not fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's just so... Movie, though. Anne Hathaway she's... is America's sweetheart. <laughs> we love it. We love Anne Hathaway. Well, Ugh. this was awful. What's next? Yeah. What's what? What do you want? I don't want? know, what man. Do... That's that's for you to decide. I guess I would like. Uh, I think I want to see something where the female friendships are um, more important and more mm-hmm. what the story mm-hmm. is about. I think I like it when it comes uh, from of like you know girl gang rise up sort of thing, as opposed to a uh, lone wolf situation. I didn't really mm-hmm. care for that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, more sex in the city, re-female friendship. My question in regards to this genre yes, is we keep referring to, like, in the city and mm. sex in the city. Yeah. Does it have to be specifically New York? Yeah. No, it doesn't have to be the city, New York City, but okay. a big city a girl. City. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, interesting. We'll see where we go with the historical. You have no clue what I'm going to do. I have no idea what could be coming. I, we definitely. Didn't I probably haven't it. read it before. Uh, probably. <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of reading before and yeah. after, and after and in the future, uh, next week. Uh-huh. Perfect segue. Next week uh-huh, we did it. We will be uh, reading reading another warrior cats book with uh, another little novella holly leaf story wow we recorded that years ago i swear we did we were different people (laughs) it was like a different season even like i don't Uh, i don't remember anything about that one i don't either i don't think we were hard at work to prepare for our break honestly yeah um 
the week after that, we are going to be wrapping up our Choose Your Own Adventure unit, which we, I know we already did one romance, but it wasn't very good. But we love romance, so shut up. (laughs) So we're, and we wanted uh, something a little more modern. So we're doing for our final book, um, My Lady's Choosing by Kitty Curran and Larissa Zagaris, which is a Choose Your Own Adventure book that is set in regency i think or victorian yeah you know some historical thing and i love the cover because it is giving like you could go a typical regency romance vibe or you could like there's a there's a picture on the cover of her posing with what i'm assuming is a perhaps a werewolf uh and another one where she's posing with a like a a sarcophagus of a mummy so maybe there's a mummy romance option idk uh we'll find out (laughs) together i'm excited for or it or separately depending how we uh approach or separately it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how many endings will i seek who can say how many will m seek all of them will i map it out yes of course Abs- yes absolutely <laughs> where there are options to be had m will take all of them <laughs> oh in the meantime uh, if you have any books or units you'd like for us to cover on the podcast either because you think we would love them or hate them you can tweet at us at shelf aware cast or email us at shelf aware cast shelf aware cast at gmail.com i do that flawlessly every time perfect uh, <laughs> Uh, as always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Otherwise, I am going to uh, come to your house and give you a big speech about where the color cerulean came from. That's a movie reference. Not from the book. Sadly, that did not happen in the book. I was 100% going to use that as the in the words from. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But not now. Not now. Uh, If you use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you like. In the words of Lauren Weisberger, We cooked a simple dinner and fell asleep watching Letterman. I was dreaming about obnoxious little nine-year-olds having sex on the playground while they swigged 40s of old English and screamed at my sweet, loving boyfriend when the phone rang. What the fuck? Arrest this woman. (laughs) We're having dreams about (laughs) nine-year-olds having sex. Arrest her. So I fully changed my setup. That sounds good. I was watching it. You, you were hard at work. There was a lot <laughs> happening. There were. Okay. So this is, this is not going to make it in the podcast. Maybe in the stinger. Maybe in the stinger. Hey, stingers. So, you know, it's hot, hot months time. Yes. And you and know, I can't. You've remained upstairs. I've remained upstairs yeah. and my AC remains off at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's so hot. And I'm also not wearing pants. I am mm-hmm. wearing underwear and so don't be weird gang it's don't be like, weird about this it's guys. like boxers she's so in her be, house don't leave be her weird. alone um <laughs> and but so like my whole body is sweaty and the mm. wires were like getting on my legs oh i hate that and they were sticking and mm-hmm. no matter what i did i couldn't release myself from them mm-hmm. so i just had to fully the give sensory up hell and of sit being on the sticky. ground and, and just lay here on the ground so this is I how we're doing it from now on here um anyway yeah that sounds good i love sweat with me <laughs> And just forget the sweat. <laughs> Can't.